everybody, and welcome to Say Report Junior, a <laughs> podcast you should be listening to, subscribe to, and downloading every single week. Um, I am one of your, uh, oh God, I am one of your hosts, co-hosts, Dale Decker. I'm one of your other host co-hosts. I say other like there's more than two of us. I'm yeah, your yeah. other host co-host, Zach Sarawick. What was that countdown? I don't, I don't, <laughs> yeah, I know. Because I was like, you and I oh. are forgetting our structure. I just need to start the episode. So we just... We've never thought that much about the structure of the show is no. the problem. So the second we start thinking about it, it completely starts to fall apart. <laughs> it's just... That's why I was like, so, okay, this is the perfect moment to start this episode is when both of us are confused. <laughs> it's, also very, it's also very like uh, uh, Cowboy Bebop, seatbelt, tank <laughs> opening. It's just three, two, one, let's jam. Boom, into it. <laughs> what are we doing? How does this go? Welcome to the show. Um, yeah, and we've definitely, we're seasoned at this point. We can start it however we want. In that we have gone for multiple seasons of a year. We've, I guess it's an ongoing season one that will go on forever <laughs> and all time. But... It's a season that never ends, because it goes on and on. Can, my you tell, can you tell we're both kind of tired? I think I can tell we're both kind of <laughs> tired. Yeah, um... Why I'm tired? I, I know why I'm tired. I know I'll why you're tired. <laughs> I mean, I've I've been tired for the past couple of days, but I just keep like trying to power through, and then I get those moments where I'm like, now you're overtired, and you're just gonna be loopy. Yeah, the, um, uh, the weather's starting to turn as well, and I noticed it today because I had to go out, and mom and dad pause uh, mute this for like two seconds. I did my taxes a week and a half late, <gasps> so I had to go put them in a mailbox today. I put that. I had first off one. I, the same thing happened to me that always happens to me at tax time. Isn't this fun, everyone? We're talking about taxes and the weather. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to talk about the dentist. So God, we are like... just hitting every note. Anyway, <laughs> um, the same thing happened to me that happens to my taxes every. Uh, that happened to my taxes every year since I moved to New Mexico, which was that my federal refund washed out by the amount of money I owe the state of New Mexico, and it's always like thirty bucks. It's never a lot of money, but I always get like thirty. I got thirty-two dollars back from federal. And I owed $36 to the state of New Mexico, oh my God. which means I'm at a net loss of four bucks. Jeez. And I still have to make sure I've got money in my bank account for whenever the state of New Mexico cashes that check. Because mm. nothing is more embarrassing than getting a $12 bounce check fee on $36. <laughs> but as I was like walking to find a mailbox in East Providence, which is apparently like finding a freaking um, snipe. Is it the snipe cut? The snipe hunt? That's like where you're, yeah. you're like wild goose chase. Yeah. Going it's like a, trying to find I a was, freaking I was just snipe. A, I was just about to go into a Phineas and Ferb song. <laughs> because there's just, there's no mailboxes in East Providence apparently. I even looked it up. The, the post office has on their website like a thing for like mailbox locators. And the closest one to me was like a 15 minute walk from my house. Oh, wow. Like a weird direction. And even then, I had to go like hunting for it among all of the buildings and roads. So I found that. But as I'm walking, I'm like, it's like 56 degrees. And because it's been raining for three days, it's like 80% humidity. And I hate this. And I want to go mm -hmm. back to the desert. Mm -hmm. I miss the dry. <laughs> I miss it all. <laughs> yeah, the past few days of humidity have just been 
awful. Like, to the point where I am walking downstairs at my job, like, terrified that I am going to fall down them. Because it's already a wet environment. (laughs) And to add humidity to it, is not cool. I just picture the. I just picture even the back rooms of the aquarium are just covered in water. There's just water everywhere for you know, for theme. Just... Oh man, it's yeah. Because like there's there's a staircase I have to climb, um, in order to like get to a sound booth, and every time I climb it, when it is like humid and muggy and just gross. I'm like, yep, today is the day that I fall on my face while going upstairs. Oh, I did it? Okay, then it's surely going to be when I go down. And I just have this <laughs> vision of me, like like a similar vision to what I have if I go down a down escalator. Uh, which you got to see that for the first I time. I did. You got to see I that. I did, and I immediately fear. pulled a and I immediately pulled a jerk move by turning around and walking along with it backwards yeah. while I waited for you. That was <laughs> so not cool. That freaked Sorry. me out. No, no, it's fine because it was hilarious because it made me focus on you instead of my fear. I, it was hilarious. It's sad because my immediate overriding thought was, "Oh, I don't want to get too far ahead from you on the escalator. What if I get lost? So let me just do what I need to to stay back here till you're ready." Uh, it was just like effortless and I'm like how how can he do that right now like if I ever tried to do that I I would just freak out freak out to no end um it was impressive I will give it to you <laughs> that you were able to walk backwards on a down escalator which basically the most you were impressive just, physical feat I can do I was just walking you I were was... just walking and basically just climbing a a stepper at the gym. It's basically all you were doing. But oh to god, me, I accidentally exercised. I didn't mean to do you that. Did exor- accidentally <laughs> exercise. You exercised? That's not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways. Portmanteaus <laughs> <laughs> are funny. Anyway. <laughs> no, let me wait. There's a caveat. Failed portmanteaus are funny. <laughs> Yes. Portmanteaus yes. are fine. Failed portmanteaus are the best. Yes. They're like bad puns. This Ugh. is true. This is true. Uh, yeah, so that's basically, I, I'm, I'm always afraid of falling downstairs. Because I just have this vision of me, like, like butt bumping or, like, butt bouncing down. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> this is my life when I was like When I was, like, seven, that was just how I went downstairs that's how for I the longest time. That's how I downstairs, too. <laughs> I just sat down and just slid because it was so fun. Yeah. yeah. When I was a kid, that, that, that is how I went downstairs. And I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. I'm never going to be afraid of this. I'm never going to get tired of this. And then I did. Be- and, then, well, and then I did watched tired too many it? cartoons. Did you get tired of it? Or did you do that thing that happens just like when you're, as you're getting older with like trick or treating, where at some point you hit that point, you hit that like age where you're like, I still want to do it because I know it's fun, but at some point someone's going to think it's weird if they see me doing it. Like I a mean, 14 year old trick or treating. <laughs> a 14 year old should not be sliding butt first down the <laughs> stairs anymore. I mean, I don't know about, I, I still trick or treat. Uh, <laughs> so, like, I don't know what you're getting at there. Is that, no. <laughs> okay. I li- I'm at the point where I like handing out the candy now um, because I can buy candy, but I don't buy candy. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. 
Zach, did uh, I lose you? Oh, I thought no, I I'm lost here. you. I'm here. I'm just like falling asleep where I stand because I was out. I played Don't what probably amounts to a, I played. It's great podcasting, hearing me snore, talk in my sleep, <laughs> mumble like a fool. I, I played what amounts to probably 15 hours of a video game yesterday because because Devin has it in his head that we're all going to do this together. And because I mean, we we're all we're all bad with like saying no to things. We've all decided that yes, Devin, we will do this thing. And so <laughs> why would we say no though? Like, I don't know. I mean, I we, mean, we did... wouldn't. That's the thing. He never That's suggests the thing. things that we don't want to do. It's exactly. just really funny to me that at some point, usually what happens is Devin decides on a thing and then we all do the thing because the rest of us don't know how to make decisions. And so, <laughs> but <laughs> I played 15 hours of the link to the past super Metroid randomizer yesterday. Yeah. And I'm so mad at it now. <laughs> I'm mad at it. I mean, first off, what was nice? It was very nice. No, I mean, I'm mad at this. I shouldn't say I'm mad at this. I'm mad at the one specific seed I was playing, which means I guess I'm just mad at the concept of randomizers. I just. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh... Oh, man. So, for those of you who might not know what the hell words just came out of my mouth, there is a version of. It is a special version of Link to the Past and Super Metroid, mm-hmm. both from the Super Nintendo, that have mixed them together. So there are like certain doors you go through where you will go from one game to the other. And in either game, you are picking up items for both the whole time. So you have to kind of cl- you have to like play basically two games at once. It basically takes these two games and makes them yeah. one big game. Yeah. But it's a cool concept. It's it's a great concept. Here's where it falls apart. <laughs> Uh, it is it is randomizing the items every time. <clears throat> yep. And so there are certain items in either game where sometimes you just hit a wall where you cannot continue anymore if you have not found an item. Uh, early on, very specifically, is the morph ball for Super Metroid. Yeah. You can't get past like the first two or three rooms in Super Metroid without the morph ball because generally in Super Metroid, it's the first item you go and pick up. You go into the level and you just go down like five or six screens and you eventually hit a room where the morph morph ball is and it like opens up the game. That's like start one. And then there are times where you play this randomizer where you just don't find the morph ball. And so after about an hour, you go, well, I've literally gone into every room I can physically walk into right now and I got nothing. (laughs) Sometimes you don't hit a wall like that till 15 hours in. (laughs) So I played a seed yesterday. Seed is like what they call the, you know, the, ra- the, if, the like, version of the game that you are currently playing. It's whatever right, the, ROM like, you are playing. The, the, the sliders, the sliders universe that you're in. Like we are in sliders <laughs> universe zero. Sliders universe zero one is the one where green is red and red is green. <laughs> sliders universe two. <laughs> uh, so I was playing a seed. And I was doing very well. I was very happy. I even got to... There was actually a couple of points where I thought that I was completely done until Devin explained to me how to play Super Metroid. Because yeah. <laughs> this is another problem I have, is that I have not played Super Metroid nearly enough. And so I don't know a lot of the controls. Well, like, it took me a long time to learn that there is a wall jump. And then I'm still bad at yeah. it. And then Devin tells me yesterday, well, if you have the spin jump... You can basically do the spin jump in place of having the grappling hook because it allows you to like infinitely jump across the screen. And I was like, what? The game never told me that. 
The game never told me that. Why Why didn't the game tell me this? And so I was like, oh, you just opened this game wide open. And then yeah. still two rooms later, I was like, well, I'm done. So <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's because that's kind of my fear about, not even fear, but like that's why I haven't like jumped on to the um, Link to the Past, you know, X Super Metroid, whatever, is because I've never played a Metroid game. Except in uh, WarioWare. <laughs> like, where you have to blow up the little brain. And and it's like in Dribble and Spitz level. Uh, it might not be in Dribble and Spitz. It's it's definitely 9 volts level, because uh, he's all video games. But anyways, um, is it WarioWare? Is that what the one I was One of those. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming you're talking it's about like the mini-game collections. The, it's yes. the DS version, where you're playing 9 volts level and you have to fight the metroid that's it Uh, that's the only metroid i've ever played so i'm like okay i just learned legend of zelda link to the past i just learned that and i i'm not even too great with it in general to now go into this i feel like i just need to play super metroid first and i think it has been literal years since i have sat down and completely finished a playthrough of link to the past so like I don't oh, yeah. even know what I'm doing half yeah. the time in that half of yeah. the game. It's it's all that game is all concept based for me. Like I know what I have to do. Um, it just takes me a second. Like there are text chains toward to Devin where I'm like where I restarted it, like tried to do a second playthrough, and I was like I don't remember what I have to do. And then like ten minutes later, never mind, I found it. And then like another twenty minutes, I don't remember where <laughs> I have to go now. <laughs> And it's just like, okay, it's so it's getting back into it. But Legend of Zelda, it's like very concept based. I have no idea what I have to do in Metroid. I know that well, you can save the animals. That's about it. That's all are I you know. thinking about Sonic? No, there's. Where you jump onto things and the animals come no, out of the no, giant. No, no. Okay. <laughs> there's a part in Super Metroid where if you do something, you do some certain thing. And at the end of the game, spoilers for Super Metroid, at the end of the game, when you beat the game and, like, you jet off of the planet or whatever that you're at, there will be a secondary little pod that comes out, and it's, like, these animals that you encountered early on or, like, during the game. It sounds like a really bad origin story for Star Fox, (laughs) but also, I would never know because I've never... So I nope. always so I always tell Devin uh, to save the animals. <laughs> so in order to help with this, Devin also got us a well, I could say got us, it's not like it's a free download or anything. It's a free download thing, but got us a link to this thing that like tracks your progress through these two games. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to like every time you pick up an item, it will like populate on the map all the things you can do now that you have that item. So like if you get bombs, like 20 things pop up on the map because all of a sudden there's all the bombable walls you can Mm -hmm. go to and then in metroid it's like as soon as you get the morph ball like a few rooms open up and if you get the grapple a few rooms open up and all of this the problem is i don't know if the super metroid tracker is as far along as the zelda tracker is Mm -hmm. because there's definitely times where like Super Metroid is like, oh, yeah, here's like eight things in green, which means you should be able with the items you have to get them. And it's like, I can't. I can't get. I can't get to. What are you talking about? (laughs) Where is this? And like, because I don't have like a full concept of how you get across some of the screens. 
the very first room, I say room, but I mean, it's like the top of the planet when you land where your ship is, is this big wide open area. And at the very top in the top two corners, there's like items you can get to. And I haven't got a clue how I'm supposed to get that high up on the screen. And yet they have been green since I started the game. (laughs) And I'm like, game, what are you trying? What is this? What is this game? (laughs) Um, Forgive me if I missed it. Did you explain that within the games, the items are also cross? Like yes, but I might not have I might not have explained very clearly. But let me think of it this way: like so, because like over in Link to the like, like well. over in Link to the Past, you can find mm. Zelda, you can find Metroid items. So yes. you can find anything that is a pickup item or one of the important items. Anything that's like literally classified as an item in Super Metroid might be over in Link to the Past, and vice versa. Yes. The other thing that I have learned, and I'm sure that if you play just straight Link to the Past randomizers, this is also very obvious, but just how many chests only ever have rubies in them, yep. or, or bombs, yep. or arrows, mm-hmm. where at some point you're just like, I don't need bombs anymore, I need something important, I can't get through a room because I don't have this. I even hit a situation where... I couldn't get into the last like third of a dungeon because the small key to get into the the small key I needed to get into the last third of the dungeon was on the other side of the locked door somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've heard Devin yell many a time oh. about getting rupees, and I'm like, hmm, I'm sorry, I can't do anything for you. Jeez. So the pro- the problem just seems to be that like you either hit a situation where if you don't find the morph ball or like. A sword. You know how hard it is to kill things in Zelda without a sword. I could, like you just have sometimes. To avoid them. Sometimes, sometimes there are rooms. But... Sometimes there are rooms where you can't get the small key or get out of the room until you've killed everything, yep. and you have no way of killing the things. Yep. So you're just kind of stuck there. Um, luckily, like in Link, Link to the Past, you have the option to cancel the game and restart and like save and quit and pick mm-hmm. some other areas to, you know, oh, that's fine. You don't have that option in Super Metroid. <laughs> if you get stuck in a room oh, really? in Super Metroid, you're stuck in a room in Super Metroid. There's no way out. Really? If you end up in, if you end up in a situation where you cannot get out of a room in Super Metroid, that's end game because you don't have a like restart option within game. Huh. And also, God help you if you didn't save recently, because the save system is like you go into a room and save it. It's not like save as you go the way that Zelda is. So like if you get stuck in a room or if you die, if you haven't saved for four hours, it will go back to wherever it was the last place you saved. And also all of the items you picked up since you saved it will be back on the map, which means that your tracker is now wildly out of date. And there's no good way to go back and figure out what you did. <laughs> huh. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So, like, there's a couple of times where I hit a situation where I accidentally, like, where if I died and I realized, oh, here's, like, eight rooms I went into and picked up items and I don't remember what they were anymore. <laughs> it's like, oh, I think God. I'm done with this seed. Bye. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, no. That, yeah. I get very nervous when it comes to the Metroid Cross... Oh man! I mean, I want to do it. I just keep not doing it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's uh, but while I was, while I was doing all of this, though, I was also catching up on Gotham because oh. Gotham's about to end like this week. Yes, it I'm, is. I don't think I'm going to catch up to it because Fox, for some dumb reason, 
is doing the thing where every like five it's only the last like five episodes that are available which means that there isn't the first half of like season five available to me right now so after I'm done with season four, I don't know where I'm going to go watch the rest of season five before I watch the finale, but I'll get there. But, oh, my God, that show. Yeah. That sh- I don't. <sighs> Again, I'm putting the show in the same concept as, as Doom Patrol at this point, whereas it is a show that I cannot stop watching. And also, I cannot tell you if I like it or not. <laughs> every time. Every time <laughs> I, I watch that. it. I go, I can't tell if I like this, but also, what's the next episode going to be about? <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, it's impressive that shows can do that because at least it's keeping your interest, but it doesn't, like, it does it in this weird way. That's happening with, like, Bull, like, the show Bull. Like, there are episodes that I am totally on with, and then episodes where in the first five minutes, I'm like, yeah, I'm done. I want to be done with this now. Please stop. <laughs> but we keep watching it. And, and I don't know. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's like you don't want to miss anything because you already know the characters. And you care about some of them. But you don't care about others. And I'm also, I'm also just amazed that like we are in Gotham is in its fifth season and finally ending, which is, I think, what they planned on anyway. Mm. But the fact that that show did not get canceled after like season two blows my mind, knowing Fox's track record for things. Because since it started, Gotham has not been like a beloved DC show in any sense of the word. No. And yet Fox is like, no, nah, this is the one we're going to keep going with. Mm. No, nah, nah, nah. we like here's the thing. Ryan McKenzie really brought some heat for us with the OC. <laughs> what if we just give him this one? <laughs> Donald Logue, Grounded for Life, love that one. What if we just give him this one? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, no. Uh, That's crazy. That's so funny. Oh, yeah, man. And I, I, like, you say fifth season of Gotham. To me, it always feels like Gotham has only been out for, like, a year. Yeah, right, cuz you because forget about it. You forget about it. You forget that it continues on. Yeah. I I can't believe there are 5 seasons. That's insane to me. I would have guessed 3. And what's what's amazing is that like 5 seasons and so first season is like Ooh, has, has some bad episodes everybody. <laughs> it's a bad show in the first season. I understand why people fell off of it. Yeah. But then what happened was when season two came around, I don't know if like some new people came in at the top of that show or what, but they were like, what if instead of trying to do a full, because you know, the seasons are all 20 something episodes because it's a Fox show and that's what they do. Mm. But instead of trying to do one long 22 episode season arc kind of thing, they were like, what if we just did like 10 or 12 episodes is a story. And then the last 10 or 12 episodes of the season is another is like the other half of that story or like a different arc or something. So really, in five years, you get like nine seasons of a show. If after the first 22 episode season, they went, what if we just did like 10 episode seasons? And that's why it gets like phenomenally better starting in the second season, because all of a sudden they're only writing for like a 10 story arc as opposed to a 22 story arc and then filling in things with like the worst filler ever. I'm not saying there aren't still bad episodes. There are still some clunkers in there and some weird shit that goes on. Poison Ivy has changed by three actors at this point. Wait, really? <laughs> yes. That's, because they decided... Different I think they ages deci- or just Yes, like... so here's the thing. So they decided to write it in. What happened was I think that they lost the actress for the first Poison Ivy. Like they, She like wanted to leave the show, so they needed a reason for her to change. 
So they were like, they like make up a whole reason why she changes. And then the next season they were like, well, we did it once. Might as well do it again and just make it a thing she does. And so she just changed actors again. <laughs> huh. Um, and then other other weird things like season three, they they started integrating stories from the comics that have literally only been out for a few years. Um, the New Fifty Two, whenever DC did that, they did their big reboot, the New Fifty Two, which I think happened when I was in college, so like somewhere between two thousand seven and two thousand twelve. Um, that introduced a bunch of stuff to the Batman mythos, like the Court of Owls, which is this like shadowy group that runs everything in the background in Gotham and and all this other stuff and they're just in season three and it's like okay so like this five-year-old concept in the comics is now just part of this show i guess that's weird uh, <laughs> and then there's like another character that's very basically harley quinn but since they don't have a joker yet they just like she's not technically harley quinn but she's harley quinn <laughs> she, <laughs> acts, she acts we like harley know. quinn she acts like harley quinn she's in a group that's called the sirens at this point like yeah oh, no it's harley yeah. quinn we just don't have that character in the show right now <laughs> yeah that's crazy oh. uh but that's been my actually that's been like two days of your, my last your week. two days <laughs> yeah oh man what have i done I'm trying to think. <laughs> um i watched some movie i don't even remember the name of it i don't know um, either i don't know what you're talking about yeah i don't know i watched some 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 movie scream was that it scream was that what scram scram i watched scram is it scram <laughs> uh yeah no we so zach and i watched scream on yeah Friday, we did oh and man i can't believe that i enjoyed it as much as i did and i keep saying that because i keep not believing it <laughs> well i what was what was fun to me and what I hope continues because we'll we'll watch the others as we go here. <laughs> but what what was fun to me was like every scene for like the first half of that movie. You were like, "Holy crap, it's that guy! What the <laughs> hell is she doing in this movie? Yeah. What the hell?" <laughs> yeah, because I was because I didn't real I never knew that Matthew Lillard was in that movie. Yeah, he is. Never. That was right around the same time as Wing Commander. Never so. knew that. <laughs> never knew that and he's just playing what is his guy from hackers yeah, like he's, he's just basically just, just playing matthew, matthew lillard, lillard. Um, <laughs> who is yeah. also the same character in perfect score with yep. chris evans and and scarlett johansson yeah. he's just matthew, matthew lillard only ever plays matthew lillard like even as shaggy been playing it's, shaggy his whole life <laughs> it's just matthew lillard yeah pretty much pretty much but yeah i um i'm i'm really happy that i enjoyed scream and oh, I, me, I am too. You have any idea how much I would have been like, like heartbroken if you had hated that while we were watching it? I know. I would have felt bad. It would have. It would have been. It would have been hard. Um. But no. I. Cause the whole time, like, first of all, I. I go into scary movies because I and like try to find things to make fun of so I don't get scared. But the thing about Scream was it wasn't scary no it's like half it's comedy just, it's like half a comedy on top of everything else funny like so i just have these like pre these pre-notions of all these slasher films and all of these you know halloween time movie stuff when honestly you guys can watch these movies anytime you don't need halloween to watch scary movies that is a whole nother issue that i have with 
that season and all of that because you could watch especially, them especially when anytime. especially when you consider especially when you consider most horror movies come out in February yes. because that's when studios dump out horror movies exactly. to make some quick cash at the beginning of the year. Exactly. <laughs> um, horror movies can be played anytime, just like Christmas movies. But anyways, um, that was that was a heavy comment. That Shazam! I just made. Shazam! That great Christmas movie that just came out two weeks ago. Exactly. Um, but no, I, because, so I went into it thinking that it was going to be way more scary than it actually was, and then I laughed the entire time. And it also, the whole time I was watching it, I'm like, oh, this is a lot, and I, and I mentioned this to you, I was like, this kind of, in a weird way, is reminding me of Jaws, in that you don't ever, like, you see the killer, in in uh scream you really i mean you do you get to see him um, skulking in the bushes in yeah. the middle of broad daylight for broad some reason <laughs> that was the dumbest thing you could have done um with like <laughs> oh, forget like, about like like watching it with you this time opened my eyes to so many weird things like the fact that just like there are just a couple of shots of just they're just in yeah, the bushes, in there. the bushes outside in broad daylight, and then running away again. Which is like, why would that? Why? Yeah. Why would that happen? It's basically like, <laughs> oh yeah, we need to remind you that this is also going on. <laughs> this was a really heavy conversation about how Nev Campbell's mom was sleeping around town. Yeah. So let's just get a shot of the killer in the bushes to break the dramatic the, the tension. tension. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to make you make you be like, oh god, oh no. So yeah, so so you get to see them him them them i don't know um so you get to see them and but you never see who the actual killer is until the end of the movie much like jaws you know there's a shark out there you just don't get to see it with your eyes until the moment where he is eating quint like and it and yeah it, and it plays on so many of the tropes of like because you know scream came around uh, you know, years after, like, mm. the big slasher movie boom of, like, the 70s and 80s. And actually, this is... I've heard this story once or twice. I have no idea how true it is. But Scream was originally supposed to be a spoof. Like, it's fun. The reason that it's half comedy is because it was originally supposed to be a, like, dark comedy mm. slasher movie spoof, much like Scary Movie later, and may have, in fact, been called Scary Movie originally oh, well. before Wes Craven got on board and was like, what if we made this, like, a real movie, though? Yeah. And so... And just have they, the jokes, they changed the name though. to Scream. They talked. They kept all the meta contact stuff about slashers, but they left a lot of the humor in, which I think really benefits that movie. Mm. But um, it had also been years since there had been like major slasher films. Like yeah. most of those ended at the end of 1980. Really, not a lot going on in the early 90s with that. So for Scream to come in, like all these years later and be like, we're just going to reference all of this stuff that you remember from the eighties. And also we're going to play on a bunch of the tropes, like the fact that like the killers in this without giving away who the killers are, they're not randos. These killers are not people who did not show up for the whole movie until the last five minutes. They're there the whole movie. And it's, and like, I was not surprised. <laughs> I was like, you oh, were not surprised. Yeah. What was great was that you I called it at the beginning, and then the movie also, also like subverted you five times. You kept going, "That's the killer." No way, it can't be him. Then wait, yeah. then it's this guy. Yeah. Wait, then it's this guy. <laughs> I I will say, and again, not to spoil who the killers are, because there are people in the world who haven't seen Scream. I was very surprised by one of them, but it made 
a whole hell of a lot of sense. It did, and yet there's also <laughs> that great scene. Oh, I can't even. Like, again, I don't want to spoil it, but the like right before. I mean, it's been out second, for a while. Right before we the two of them are revealed. Scream. Yes. Okay. If you don't want to hear it, jump ahead like a few minutes. Be right when Stu and Randy run up to, yeah. When Stu and Randy run up to the front door and they're talk, they're like accusing each other. I love that moment yeah. because literally everything in the movie has led up to the possibility that either one of them could be the second killer along yeah. with Billy. Like yeah. literally, if either one of them turned around and was the killer, it makes as much sense as the other one. And I love that shot of the yeah. two of them at the front door and she just goes, fuck you, and locks them both yeah. out. It's so good. <laughs> like, Sydney Prescott, Prescott? Sydney Prescott, yes. oh badass. Mo- like, she is so badass. And that was another thing that I mentioned about watching it. And I'm like, these like the women in this movie are like super capable to like they fight back they get some good shots in poor tatum gets killed but you know oh uh, well she yes had to. but in defense in defense uh, she was trying she only she had she, yeah she had to die oh, just because sydney prescott has to be the one that survives at the yes, end of all exactly. of it but no, i mean the Tatum puts up a really good fight and it's not like she's dumb she she like grabs actual things that can be weapons to protect herself yeah she like and smashes bottles and shit on yeah, his head she doesn't she like sees... she's not like grabbing rubber exactly. this and plastic that exactly where like there have been other you know movies I've never seen these movies but I know that it's a discussion where like the women in these movies are just dumb and but it's you know she and you said, eh, well, she goes through the cat door. But it's like, that's the only other exit that she can get to quickly. Because th- I'm sure there's, like, a, well, it's a garage she's in. So there wouldn't be a, like, a window. Because you know how in, like, some basements there are those windows? I mean, I have there's them, like the, I have the them small in windows. my basement. Right. I, I have, have them that, in mine as well, yes. Yeah, they have that small window. There weren't even those. So her literal only exit was the cat door or the dog door because the, you know, scream mask killer dude was blocking, you know, the only door exit and the button to open the garage door. So, like, she had the forethought to be like, it might not work, but I'm going to try I just watched the cat go out this thing and it's my only option. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that I love about the movie, because you were talking about how, like, all of the women are capable and stuff and everything seems to make sense. Here's the other thing about that. The the way the movies that a lot of the movies it's referencing and the things that it's playing on mm. is playing on tropes and beliefs and things that are kind of remembered a certain way. But when you actually go back and are watch true. them are completely different. Yeah. Um, because like you talk about how the women are capable in this. And I think about the original Friday the 13th mm. and Friday the 13th part two, which are two of my favorite horror movies <laughs> and both of them. The women in that are extremely capable. Yeah. The second one is like the the final girl is a is a psych student, and the way that she gets out of it is she puts on like Jason's mom's sweater and convinces him that she is his mom and like freaks him out so she can escape. It is amazing. Yeah. yeah, and I and like I think that's what you know those ideas definitely like i've had those conversations and i've read and i've seen i don't read them but i've seen like the articles that come out about like women in these in these slasher films and the horror movies and it's like okay now and you just said that you are also bringing it to light too it's like now okay now i'm questioning these because 
things get misquoted all the time. So tropes can get mis, you know, misremembered and like misinterpreted and stuff. In certain ways too. (laughs) I'm sorry. I have to stop this for like two seconds. My mother just delivered iced coffee to me, and it freaked me out. I'm like sitting. I don't know if you heard like the banging in the background. I did. yeah, I wasn't that was, sure what it was. I definitely heard down. ice. <laughs> and I was like, huh. I was, I was like, what is this? Because, okay. And then I saw my mother in the shadows handing me a <laughs> iced coffee. Oh, That's man. That's fantastic. Um, um, but yeah, the, the trope thing, the thing that makes me laugh is, I, I, again, I love these movies. They're my favorite movies. Randy is an idiot. Oh, yeah. I love Randy. I love Jamie Kennedy in these movies. But Randy is like the perfect example Jamie, no, of Jamie, a no. movie pro. Because he's kind of wrong, <laughs> but because he's like 17, of course he's wrong. He's yeah, going exactly. with whatever he's decided, right? So the rules that he sets out at the beginning or at the party, the very first rule he's talking about with the, the virgins don't, you know, only virgins survive thing is wrong. Because again, yeah. Friday the 13th and Friday the 13th part two, both of those final girls are like part of their storyline is that they had existing relationships with someone else in the movie. Like they are not virgins. And like the, the idea of like um, that, uh, you know, sex and drugs are what gets you killed in these movies. It's like, yeah, kind of, except that usually the final girl is usually embarking in all of that as it happens. Like there's no, there's no reason to think that, but because he's like 17 watching these movies and going with what he's been told all of these years, like Mm -hmm. that's the opinion he formed. And that's what people bring back later on. It's like, that's great. But also like, like tree and happy death day to you is closer to like, those like Sidney Prescott and Jamie Lee Curtis's characters even that get brought up and these characters from Friday the 13th, she's closer to them than she is a subversion of the tropes that exist later yeah. because like that's probably what they were going for. But guess what? You just wrote a great female character and they have existed in horror for a very long yeah. time. And it, it, I mean, it makes me kind of sad that like I had this notion and like that I was nervous about going into it because of what, media has done and and the tropes that have been done and i mean even even to bring it up again because we've definitely talked about this episode the episode of boy meets world where they are trapped <laughs> the, in, the like the, the, the dream episode where they're all yeah, trapped in the they're trapped slasher film in the slasher film kind of thing and it ends up to be sean hunter is the killer blah 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 like angela the whole time like she is this like and Angela is is super super like badass on uh Boy Meets World and everything and she is you know fantastic but she is the girl who is constantly screaming constantly just running like and it, she seems kind of um not Angela <laughs> if yeah. i'm remembering it correctly and I, it's been a while since I've seen that episode, but she definitely like takes a step back from the actual Angela character, and I'm like, oh, okay, so that's all that females are in slasher films? Cool. They're just gonna scream the whole time and then bite it in the end. All right. And um, and let's be let's be. Uh, I'll, I'll also say this because I was just like, oh, it's not as bad as it was. It was also bad because here's the thing. The stuff that's like really famous and really popular tends to buck a lot of those tropes. The problem was that 
what followed after those movies became popular was a hundred other movies coming out that do fall into those stereotypes. So what happened was like, because it even happened after Scream came out, because then you get into the early, whew, you get into the early 2000s where it's all like remakes of the, either trying to redo Scream or they're all yeah. remakes of older movies. And what tends to happen is that someone went, oh, yeah, remember those rules they talked about in in Scream? We'll, we'll just, just make, make all of our real. movies based on those yeah. rules. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, you don't. Uh, uh. <laughs> and like after like Friday the 13th got big, it was years of summer camp killer movies and years of serial killer movies and madman in the woods kills a bunch of people and they just completely ignore any of the characterization stuff that goes into those and they're just like oh yeah get a bunch of kids out in the woods and then they all get killed because they're i don't know smoking pot kill them (laughs) it's like no that wasn't what the movie was wait you missed so much everything guys yeah no i um i think it also was very beneficial that i hadn't seen other slashers or i hadn't seen because i was talking to devin about it too and devin doesn't really he doesn't like really like scream that much because he's like okay i've seen it so it wasn't new to him when he had watched it and devin if you you know want to rebuttal please feel free I think that would be very fun if I am, you know, misquoting or anything like that. Please, you know, you, you can you can do that. You're my, you know, I don't know. I don't know where I lost my train of thought. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. So he, <laughs> sorry, he. Um, so let me get back to that one on your own. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, he had seen like other slasher films. So when he watched Scream, he's like, okay, I've already seen this and maybe done better in, in ways where. I, the only other, like, really, like, this kind of movie that I've seen would probably be uh, Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to You and, and you know, Jaws, if we're going to keep in the in the vein of, you know, not knowing who the, not seeing the face of the killer until, like, having their presence there and all that. So I didn't, like, I've never seen Halloween. I've never seen Friday the 13th. I've never seen these, like, big name slasher movies before i saw scream so it was pretty new to me so i got to enjoy it for the first time through fresh eyes and all of that and got to dispel all of the pre pre-deceived notions is that the word yeah preconceived pre- notions preconceived notions thank you all the preconceived notions by watching <clears throat> it um so yeah no i'm really happy that i got to see it, and i'm very happy that i enjoyed it <laughs> That's like entirely how I like got into horror too is through Scream because like yeah. I turned 17 and I was suddenly able to rent R-rated movies for myself. And so I was like, I'm going to get Scream. I've heard good things about that Scream movie. Yeah. And I watched all what was then just the three movies, all three of them like in a row. Uh. And I was like, I love this. And then from there, I was like, they talk about Friday the 13th. I went back and watched the Friday the 13th movies. They talk about Halloween. Went back and watched the Halloween movies. Like, that that's launched me back into seeing all of these other things. So you're right that, like, Scream really works really works if you've never seen those movies. Because then you can just, like, Go back. accept those references. And then you yeah. get later how sometimes they're, like, misconstrued and all that. And that's also fun in its own way. But it is, like, made scream this great thing where i can go back now and watch it every year and find something new because every year i'm learning something new about like hard and stuff or i have found someone who has never seen it before it's like oh you gotta watch this (laughs) (laughs) hey just sit down you're gonna watch it right now yeah i uh when we were hanging out i was like 
yeah, I don't know what we're going to do. Maybe play video games. And I got to your house, and you're like, it's a scream. Scream is happening. Watch, you got to watch Scream. Like, oh, <laughs> we got two hours. <laughs> you want to put this on? <laughs> You want to watch? You want to see? Ow. You want to see Courtney Cox's hair just like change oh five times? Oh my god! And I didn't know. Like I knew Courtney Cox was in these movies, but I didn't know she was a news reporter. I thought she was like one of the kids oh, going yeah. through all the shit. So that blew my mind. Yeah, now, it was this crazy. This is ninety six, so I there know. are three years into into that, Friends at that yeah, point. Yeah, that's why I yeah. Everything about it blew my mind. I was like, That's why, by the way, everybody, Courtney Cox is the one that like bounced into movies first before everybody else and then like managed to ride that fame. That's why she's the most famous of the friends at oh, this yeah. point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, man. So so Scream. Let's put, put Scream away for a second. <laughs> Other stuff I've done um, revolves around cartoons. Hey. <laughs> cartoons. Woohoo. Um, I finally watched the first episode of Cuck. Yeah, Cuck. Of what now? <laughs> of Cupcake what? and Dino. What cartoons are you finding? Shut online? up! <laughs> <laughs> you know, adult themed. Shut up! It was Cupcake. I was trying to say Cupcake, and it came out as. Something else. Cuckold. Or so it was like about to be cuckold. And I'm like, that's not anything. I mean, that is something, but that's not a cartoon. Imagine if that was a cartoon. Let's Imagine not. If there was a cartoon Cupcake and what now? Are we talking about? What's going on? Uh, so, Seijin, when Seijin and I recorded our crossover episode, we talked about children's shows and like uh, children's cartoon shows and whatnot, and cartoons in general and animation in general. And one of the shows he suggested was cupcake and dino and it's pretty much what it sounds like it's about a cupcake and a dinosaur and they're brothers and they go on adventures it's called it's actually called cupcake and dino general services so they have like a business lined up where if you need help you call cupcake and dino and they will come and help you out and and make sure everything's all good um and it is hilarious and adorable, and I loved every second of it. <laughs> um, I was explaining it to a person at work, and I was like, it's pretty much like those shows um, where it's a kid show. Like, first and foremost, it is, it is like a, you know, young, like, in that middle of kid and teen age, you know? Um, but... It's enjoyable to adults because it has that same feeling of, like, Spongebob or something, mm. um, where it has these weird, obscure, like, out-of-nowhere kind of jokes, and and but it's surrounded by an animated cupcake with <laughs> um, arms and let like... So it is just like straight up a cupcake and a dinosaur. Yeah, it's, it's just like straight up a cupcake and a dinosaur. And like the people in the town are also <laughs> there's there's some people that are foods there. You know, there's mainly people. I mean, it's mainly just people, people, but they are like. Different uh, oh, so there's also humans that, that are, yeah, also are also clearly humans. clearly tripping this whole time and because it's yes. cupcake and this dinosaur. Pretty doggy. much. Um, I also probably could you could you could um compare it to adventure time i never saw adventure i never watched adventure time 
uh, because when it first came out, I was really against it for some reason because everybody was like, you need to watch Adventure Time. It's totally a show for you. And then I watched maybe five minutes and was like, no, this is... I don't like when people tell me, stop it. You don't know. It's a show, that, it's a show <laughs> that grows up. The same as Steven Universe did, which yeah. is like it starts oh, yeah. off as like a bunch of disjointed episodic stuff yeah. and then grows up into a like very specific story that it's telling. Yeah. But it does take its time getting there. I mean, I now, understand. I, I totally do, like at this point in time, I want to go back and watch Adventure Time now that I don't have every single person in college and to the degree, like senior year of high school, shoving it down my throat. I've I've because... rewatched the beginning. I've like rewatched the beginning of Adventure. Like, every now and then, I go, I'm gonna watch Adventure Time, and I would get like a few episodes in, and then kind of fall off to get distracted by other stuff, and then inevitably go, I'm gonna watch Adventure Time, yeah. and then do the same thing again. So I've watched the first like four or five episodes of that show a thousand times, and then I've watched the in the last episode they do a song, and I have watched that song. Mm-hmm. A, a million times. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny. Like, there's, there's imagery in it. And I don't know what it. happens in between. <laughs> <laughs> there's imagery in it that I really enjoy, too. So it's 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 it was really the fact of, like, every single person around me was talking about it and, and literally was like, you need to watch this, you need to watch it, you need to watch it. And I'm like, okay, so I'm going to take some years away from it, let it do its thing, and then I'm going to go back because I can't have this going on. <laughs> There's already other shows that I want to be watching that you aren't shoving down my throat and making me freak out about. <laughs> so, thank you. Cool. But I do want to watch Adventure Time again. but Or go back and watch Adventure Time. Uh, but yeah, Cupcake and Dino was really, really cute and really adorable and hilarious. And I recommend it to everybody. Because in the first episode, they have to take care of a smart house and they, oh, teach, God. they teach the smart house what friendship is. So basically, it's smart house from Disney. Basically. Without the music video in the without middle. Without the music video. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, that is the best. We have had this discussion. It is the best. Um, it basically is smart house, but instead of like motherly duties, it is trying to do friendship duties and it becomes evil. But there is a really good uh the the house's name is angles i think i i might have that wrong but the house's name is angles and they're playing cards together and they're like oh great you won again and angles is like let's play another round of angles wins at cards (laughs) and it's like oh okay Uh... this is too adorable yeah it's so out it's so funny um yeah definitely recommend it to everybody the other cartoon news that i have is i went back and i started watching pokemon the original like the original anime of pokemon <laughs> oh god you mean um, ash stumbles through life forever yes, <laughs> yes. uh precisely because that is another show that i never watched as a kid and now i have the ability to so i i'm doing it and I have now officially every morning for like three years. <laughs> I watched it so much. But I have now officially, I have now officially watched Ash get his like first six Pokemon. <laughs> Which like oh god, okay, yeah, yeah, no, I just remembered. Have you seen him try and catch the seventh yet? I don't have you think seen so. What... Okay, the last episode I watched was the Squirtle Squad. 
Okay, because there is an episode that directly deals with the fact that if you have more than six Pokemon, they go into the PC. Yeah, and it's so funny that like I don't how I don't understand how Ash is a character who is like obsessed with being a Pokemon master, but doesn't understand understand how Pokemon work, yeah. how Pokemon battles work, how Pokemon badges work, how having more than six Pokemon he's, work. He doesn't understand the concept of anything. He's just a, <laughs> he's just a surrogate. For the playable character. He's just a fanboy. He's just a red. He's just... <laughs> He's just a surrogate for red. And it's like, there is one episode that is so painful. Painfully, like, this is your guide to how to play Pokemon. You need to weaken the Pokemon. You need to do type matchups. You need, it's, yeah, um, which the which the anime the, will then completely ignore later on. Yeah, the fact yeah. that it's like, oh, these are how type matchups work, but also, fuck that. This oh. is how. Oh, like... so it's how I play Pokemon. That's cool. That's cool. That's fine. Because uh, that's a hundred percent how I play Pokemon. Type matchups. What am what am types? Yes, exactly. Um, I. I form that bond with my Pokemon, and then the type matchups goes out the window because they will <laughs> they will dodge, they will love, heal themselves. I love that you're like, I love you too much to not put you in this battle where you might get hurt. I'm sorry, <laughs> I just I want to see you too much. Exactly, uh, but no, there's the there's the episode like before. I think it's before the Bulbasaur and before, yeah, it's before the starter, like the three starter episodes. Uh, it's like the school of hard knocks, and it's the school. The school that, is that these... the that the one where the guy has the um the sand shrew that he's like abusing. No, 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 no that's no, a different no. one. Okay, that was the episode before it where it's like okay. an unlicensed gym. That's right. He okay, went, he's like my goal in life is to win a hundred battles, and then I'm gonna try for the Pokemon League, and he does it. He like wins his hundred his hundredth battle. And it is, like, it's a weird episode because it shows that, like, yeah, he's hard on his Pokemon, but all of his Pokemon love him. It's it's great because he might as well be how you actually play Pokemon, yeah. which is I, I abuse them by sending them into battle after battle after yeah. battle until like, they've all fainted. And I make them train and train and train, and I'm going to make my Sandshrew jump in water so it will, like... Develop a resistance to it, but it's weird that not not how Pokemon work. By no, the way, no. <laughs> like that that episode, I don't know how I feel about. Um, because on one hand, it's like yeah, his his Pokemon love him, like they 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 do, and he clearly cares about them. But it's 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 definitely I I can't get into that episode. The episode that I want to get into is the episode of, about the school of hard knocks or whatever. It's that's the episode's title, but it's about Gina, I think is her name. She's like some cool trainer person, and but they go to this school, this training school, where all of your Pokemon knowledge is all, um, and all of your fights is all like school based so it's all digital based it's all simulations it's all book like reading of books talking about in class going to classes and then once you get through the school you go and you fight the pokemon league which like no (laughs) wait hold on hold on (laughs) 
You don't what about have them any eight badges? Experience. What about what? them eight badges in the yeah. middle? You're supposed to be getting. Yeah. No, no, no. It's like where beginner. Uh, it's like um, starter, beginner, uh, something advanced, elite, or whatever. It's like different stages that you go through, and that each stage equivalent is equivalent to a badge. And it's like, no, 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 please, please, no. This is ridiculous. Like, you have all of the, and it's basically for the kids who parents have money, and they're like, yeah, we're just going to pay for my kid to learn about Pokemon. <laughs> none of this, none of this kicking my kid out the door yeah. at 10 years old to spend time by themselves yeah, with wild exactly. animals. Exactly. To learn who they are <laughs> as a person. No, we're going to, we're going to promote like bullying and stuff because <laughs> we're going to have tiers of grades, and it's going to be great. And it's not, but um, that whole episode is basically like book smart. It's book smart versus street smart. That's really what it is. And then even more so, it's just a guide to Pokemon and how to play Pokemon. And there's even a moment <laughs> where he, the the kid that they become friends with, that Ash, Misty, and Brock become friends with, he is his simulator is his simulator is a Pokemon battle from, like, the original Pokemon games on a computer. Uh, but I color. love it because it's like, <laughs> it's like here's an entire group of you nerds who want to talk about how unrealistic the anime is versus the game. We made you all the bad guys by making you the nerds in this episode, and you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's such a weird episode to watch, and they're like, yeah, you can only do that you can only hold six pokemon and then once you hold six pokemon blah 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 and then it, it goes into how like the gina girl it goes into the starters it goes into how he picks pikachu which like not his choice first of all but they they love each other um want to make that well clear. to be to be fair it they do not time. at first <laughs> they don't they don't at first but they love each other um but she's like and i can't and it goes on to this whole, like, rant where she's like, I can't believe you picked a Pikachu because Pikachu is the hardest Pokemon to, to, to blah, blah, blah. And, What's... And, and, you are, and you don't know that you need to level up your Pokemon. Blah, blah. And she just, like, gives you, like, this info dump of a dialogue box. And it's like, please, please just I might me. be please entirely. So I can move on. I <laughs> might be entirely wrong about this. This is a special segment of the podcast where Zach thinks he remembers something but could be pulling something out of his butt but i believe the anime started the same year that like pokemon yellow came out yeah, in japan i don't know and was... so like the anime and pokemon yellow are kind of like kind of line up compared to what would have been red and green mm. in japan because yeah. everything came out like a year year and a half later in yeah. america so like by the time Red and green. So, like, by the time red and blue come out in America, the anime is also coming on, but mm. then yellow doesn't come out for like another year and a half, yeah. which seems like they're responding to how popular the anime is, even though yellow was out at the same time. Oh, it's all crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. But, like, what? so much, so much of that I think has to do with the fact that, like, people are presumably playing Pokemon Yellow in like coinciding with watching the anime versus like having played the game for a, for a year before the, before the show came out. Yeah. Ugh. I don't know. It's it's weird because I was talking to someone about it and it's and they were like, yeah, the anime was basically to promote the video game. So, of course, they're yeah. going to throw the video game logic in. Oh, there yeah. Too. Yeah. It's like, all yeah, and the card it's like game. It's crazy. all together. Like, it's all OK. OK, cool. But still, don't make it that obvious. guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, it hurts. <laughs> like, 
I mean, um, I haven't watched Yu-Gi-Oh, but I got to assume that there is some serious ruled, some serious rule deliberation in the Yu-Gi-Oh anime. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I and now I've seen him. I've I've watched Ash catch his first six Pokemon, get his first six Pokemon, because uh, he doesn't catch all of them. <laughs> he does not catch all of them. Three are basically just given to him. Hey, kind of like his badges. Three are just kind of like given to him. Uh, Hold on, hold on. I haven't gotten to the third gym. Does the third one just get given to him? I don't even remember. What's the third badge? Third badge is... Is that Surge? That might be Surge. I don't remember. Surge is isn't he? I don't remember. No, he's three. Surge is three because because, uh, Misty is two, right? Yes. Yes. Because Brock, Misty, Surge. My God, my Pokemon knowledge. I just... Brain is broken. Uh, anyway, he might actually, he might actually, Surge might be the first time he actually earns a badge, to be totally honest, okay. and I cannot remember. Well, Don't quote so. me on that. Because it's ridiculous <laughs> that Brock and Misty were just like, yeah, you did good. Here's a badge. Misty's now we're like, going to follow you. giving you a badge you. in exchange for my bike. What? Yeah. You're not going to give me my bike back? Fine. I'm going to follow you forever. Yeah, exactly. So, but, um, <sighs> yeah, so I watched the, the Bulbasaur, the Charmander, and the Squirtle episode. The Charmander and episode. The Charmander episode so is sad. so sad. And I hate <laughs> um, but yeah, the the Bulbasaur one, like Bulbasaur is the only one that he actually fights and catches because Bulbasaur is all I don't trust humans. But hey, Ash just saved my friends. Okay, now I want to fight Pikachu. Now I'm going to, to abandon the only human who's ever been nice to me to no, go with this other. No, she tells him. She tells she does, him to go she... away. Okay. She, cause and and Bulbas, <laughs> cause she's like these and the, these guys are gonna be okay. And if you stay here, they're they're not gonna learn. They're not gonna learn to go back out in the into nature and be the Pokemon that they are. It's like a weird. And it's like a weird anti-zoo commentary. It's this weird. It's all. It's also this like whole. Um, you can't protect people forever because they're not gonna learn how to protect themselves or save themselves like it's the whole um it's the like hand-holding thing that we've talked about before and so Bulbasaur is like yeah okay I'm gonna fight you now I'm ready to fight you let's do it and then Pikachu beats him and then he catches Bulbasaur. again against type yeah against Pokemon type. the anime yeah well, he char- he supercharges Pikachu in like the second still. episode, and it's like, oh my god, oh yeah, no, it's totally against type, but and he catches Bulbasaur, and then Bulbasaur, cool, awesome, great, super happy that you're on his team, and then the Charmander episode happens, and it makes me almost cry, and then Charmander is just like, no, I like you, I'm coming with, and then, and then I don't know how much do you know about thing. how much do you know about when he becomes Charmeleon though? Not a lot. Oh, he hits, he hits teenage angsty years so hard, it's Beautiful. fucking fabulous. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Those three episodes are so weird and so you uh, Like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles of Squirtles that come out. <laughs> the Squirtle Squad? Oh, yes. man. I teenage like... Mutant Ninja Squirtles. There we go. Teenage Mutant Ninja Squirtles, yeah. And I never got... Yeah, it's, oh, it's so good. But people always talk about Squirtle Squad, and I never could talk about it because i never saw the episode and i'm like yeah squirtle cool group of group of squirtles what's that wear what's, sunglasses what's and... the big deal oh the big deal is that they were abandoned by their trainers so now they're just gonna run amok and and, and make shit hard for everybody because they were abandoned but who abandons pokemon let me let me ask you let me tell you especially assholes. squirtles who assholes. abandons a squirtle 
that's like they get you through their first gym in like two shots a bulbasaur like bulbasaur's whole thing too i think was that he was abandoned or something bulbasaur gets you through the first like three gyms so easily (gasps) (gasps) and and charmander that's just the meanest thing to do to anything to Especially because they then have to introduce uh, the concept of, like, if the flame goes oh, out, they Charmander die. Might die. They so early introduce the concept of uh, poke death into this God, universe. It's so, it's so bad. But it was really good. I really, I was very happy to watch those three uh, episodes because I now have context to the world <laughs> of Pokemon. Uh, but also, oh, so early on, you could tell me this. Does Ash's mom still have that Mr. Mime husband? No, that, she, it that, doesn't show doesn't up have yet. yet. It hasn't okay. shown up yet. Okay, you must come in later. I don't think. <laughs> Not that I remember, at least. Oh, uh, man. Because yeah, you've been watching Sun and Moon. I can't uh, wait. I need to go back and watch Sun and Moon because I love the Pokemon in that world so, so it's, much. It's so, fun. it's so funny because the Pokemon still look like their regular Pokemon. It's the people that are animated yeah. differently. All of the Pokemon still look like Pokemon. Mm-hmm. But all of the people I are just, just need, animated. I <laughs> just need to get up to the point where Meltan shows up in the in the old in the Sun and Moon because Meltan and Eevee are best friends, and I just I need that in my life. Oh, <laughs> Sun and Moon, where the the Eevee learning to surf was oh, video was so cute from... with Mantine. Oh, uh, yes. the Pokemon Twitter has been uh, hitting the mark for they... adorable Eevee shorts. Are they paying us to promote Detective Pikachu yet? Ryan Reynolds, give me money. Right, yeah, I mean, listen, <laughs> or or some of your gin. This. I'll take your gin. It, yeah, that'd be fine too. I'd be okay with that. <laughs> we should totally like send a quick tweet and be like, "Hey, if you want to endorse us, we got you. <laughs> we got you, boo." <laughs> God. No, we've already decided that Twitter is not the best place to promote us because we're afraid no. of the people we would attract on Twitter. <laughs> Very true. Oh man. Uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I got. Uh, <laughs> yeah, me too. Once we start, went, once we oh. start selling out, it's time to go home. <laughs> Hold on, uh, I do have news because this is big. All right, this... I went to the dentist right before this this episode, and this is the first time in like years where I left the dentist with a quote unquote clean bill of health. And Yay! Have, and have no no problems with my mouth. Yay! And because. You know my fe- I think I've talked about my fear of the dentist before. I don't think you have, if but I it's understandable. I am I do not like going to the dentist. I used to love going to the dentist as a child, and then stuff happened at the dentist where I was like choking and gagging and and it was bad. It was a bad situation. So, now I'm afraid to go into the dentist. So, every time I go for a cleaning, I'm like this is going to be bad. I'm going to have to leave with needing to get four cavities and then that's a living hell. Um, but yeah, no. I was very I was good. I'm happy. There. We beat you, dentists. That's what you get. (laughs) Boom! (laughs) And on that. uh... And on that, you can... (laughs) This is Ben Say Report Jr. Podcast you should be listening to, subscribe to, and downloading every week. You can find us on Twitter at Say Report Jr. And you can search for us on YouTube if you search Say Report Jr. Just remember that the juniors are always J-R, not the full word spelled out. (laughs) Um, um, you can also, big news, you can also now find us on Spotify. Oh, that's right. Um, I forget about that. Spotify, yeah, you can. Yes, you can. Our uh, Spotify has a podcast section, and if you search Say Report Junior, um, you can- Or the can, Say Report. I guess we'll give them some promotion, too. We'll plug them. <laughs> both, of, both the Say Report and the Say Report Junior, or just Say Report Junior, are on Spotify now, so- 
You can, um, there's even more ways to listen to us. There's the YouTube, um, Spotify, and Apple Music. There's also podcasts at, podcast app that we have on our phones now. I don't remember the name of it. Podcast Addict is what I use. Pod- there's all sorts podcast of different podcasts. Addict. Anything that'll um, bring up an RSS feed, basically, or yeah, Libsyn feed, much. or whatever it is we use. So, but I don't I, know how technology works. I don't did know. It, did, did, did. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Podcast Attic is like connected to the Apple Store, so or to the podcast, the Apple Podcast app. So whatever goes on there goes on to the Podcast Addict. I think. Wow. I could be wrong, but I'm very happy about the Spotify because that like feels like we've hit the. It feels road. like so. It feels like super <laughs> legitimate, doesn't it? It, does. it feels like it, legit that it, your it name felt- is. On a service with, like, real celebrity people. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the fact that I had to physically, like, submit the podcast to Spotify, I mean, it was easy, but we had to, I had to hit a button that says submit. It feels, like, exclusive in a way. Yeah, and you do have to go through a um, approval thing, so uh, we got to prove we're on Spotify. So, even more ways. Um, And you can also follow us on Twitter, each of us individually. Because uh, I don't think we've mentioned that yet. So if you have anything that you want to say to us, uh, if you want to tell me I'm wrong about something that I said tonight, please let me know because I don't like being wrong and I like learning stuff. Uh, tweet me at Dale's Brain. And if you want to, I don't know, talk to me about how awesome Scream is because I will not hear <laughs> otherwise. I am at Zerwiski. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I need some ice cream. I need some ice cream too. Take it away, Liz. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Say Report with your hosts, Dale Decker and Zach Sarawick. Please follow the guys on Twitter and Facebook by searching for The Say Report. And you can always subscribe on your podcast channel so this is delivered straight to you and you can enjoy it every week. With apologies to your mother, we'll see you next time.